Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 30. Um, today we'll get into a little NFL stuff, a little bit of combat sports. It's mainly going to be about uh, NBA free agency predictions and my final mock draft before the draft tomorrow. Uh, we'll do, we have headlines and discussions as well. Uh, we're going to do uh, only really one headline discussion for NFL, we'll talk about Rodgers. Then we're going to do my top three favorites to reach Super Bowl in each conference and two teams that are on the outside looking in from that top three in my opinion, um, my month out picks for division winners and second, third, and fourth, obviously. So we'll do basically the division rankings, how I think they're going to be a month out. These are obviously can be, will be, will be probably adjusted um, before the season comes around, but we'll just do a little bit of that. Then we're going to do a combat sports headlines and discussions, uh, just about four or five on each for boxing and MMA. Um, we're going to do what's next um from the fight night last week and then we'll get into nba headlines and discussions nba free agency predictions i did about 15 guys uh i just went i just found a list on just google search a list of the top 50 grabbed the top 15 i thought they're kind of in order i'd have some guys maybe over but we're going to go through that i'm going to do where i think they'll end up and then two other possible destinations that fit them and then obviously we'll get into the final mock draft cannot wait for the draft tomorrow i love draft season so can't wait for that. So we'll start off NFL. Rodgers back does not mince words at the press conference. Um, you know, he's back and he's going to do it his way. It's his, it's going to be his way or the highway. And I think he's earned that at this point. Um, you know, basically nothing was really, he'd really, he didn't really say anything this offseason. So he got in front of the mic. He was ready to let it all go. And uh, boy, did he. Uh, he said, you know, people don't come to Green Bay because they want to live in Green Bay. They come here to play with me and this football team. He's not wrong. Um you know, I think depending on how the year goes and if, you know, I was, you know, listening to the McAfee show, can, you know, could he stay past this year? I think so. It depends on, you know, if fans voice their, keep voicing their opinions and they're on Rogers' side and they're against management, then yeah, I think stuff can change and Rogers could be a Packer lifer. He wants to be a Green Bay Packer. It's not about the team. It's about management. He wants to be in Green Bay the rest of his career. That is not the issue here. Issue is management and how they've treated him. Not letting, I mean, guys, look at Brady. You know, Brady gets Antonio Brown there, gets Gronk there. Look at Mahomes. They go out from Mahomes and get a brand new O-line, possibly one of the five best O-line, top ten best O-line in football. He wants to just be involved, and I don't see why he never has been. He's one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. I, have, I would have him at third, right behind Brady and Mahomes. Um, so I don't understand why he hasn't been, you know, able to have his way with some signings and stuff like that and some keeping people around. So, yeah, I'm glad. I, I loved what he said at the press conference. It was unbelievable. I'm glad that he's back. It's better for football. I've become an Aaron Rodgers fan over this offseason. You know, crazy as that. He's broken, broken my heart a couple times, beating the Cowboys. But I'm on Aaron's side. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm player. I like players. So I'm more player movement and player driven. So I respect what he's doing. And I think he should be able to get his way on, on stuff. Um, but So let's get into who are my top three favorites to reach the Super Bowl from each conference, and then two teams that I have on the outside looking in. So my three favorites are, in the NFC, I'm keeping Tampa number one because they returned 22 starters. That that you have to keep them number one. They just won the Super Bowl, right? So you got to keep Tampa one. Right there in a close second, though, in my opinion, is the LA Rams. People are saying, oh, Matt Stafford isn't as good as I thought. Okay, well, you're gonna find, we're gonna, all going to find out. I think he is as good as advertised, and he's now on a team where he's going to show that. So I have the Rams as my second because of their defense as well. One of the best defense in the NFL. Green Bay would be my third. Uh, Rodgers back. Obviously, I would have I would have probably picked them to finish almost last in their division if Rodgers isn't playing. And that's not because of the team around him. That's because, you know, Jordan Love never had a start. 
You know, who knows how good he's going to be? Yeah, maybe he'd come out and be Mahomes. But also, maybe he'd come out and be Mitch Trubisky. Um, so, yeah, I have Green Bay at third. On the outside looking in, I have the Dallas Cowboys. My Dallas Cowboys, I think this offense is going to be maybe the best offense of football this year. Um, they're going to score a lot of points. Yes, I think the defense is a big question. A lot of young guys playing. Can they develop quickly? That will be the main issue with the Cowboys is how good does this defense mold quickly? New defensive system. That will be the interesting part. Another team, the Minnesota Vikings. I think Minnesota is going to be tremendous here. I had them winning their division by five or six games before Rodgers came back. I still think they're going to be an 11-12 win team that could still possibly win the division, but for sure the number one wild card, and they're going to be a problem when it comes postseason time. I think Dalvin Cook stays healthy. Their weapons stay healthy. I think Irv Smith's going to be, have a massive season this year for the Vikings. Uh Obviously, Rudolph gone, Irv, you know, they wanted to give Irv Smith this chance, see what he's got. I think he's going to prove he he is a number one tight end in this league. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a fabulous year. I love the Vikings. AFC, Chiefs are one, and it's the gap between one and two in the AFC is a lot bigger than one and two in the NFC, in my opinion. Uh, I think the Chiefs are just by far the best team in the AFC. I think they are the best team in the NFL. They f- have fixed some defensive problems. Uh, they obviously fixed the O-line issues. The offense isn't going to be an issue this year. They're still going to be scoring an outrageous number of points. Chiefs by far the number one. My number two is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think they, if you look at the rosters, just up and down, obviously we don't know the complete 53, but if you look up and down the top 30 players on each roster, Cleveland is going to have a, Cleveland may have the most talent on the roster, on, you know, on the rosters. They may have the most talent out of any rosters in the NFL. I think Baker's going to play big this year. Um, I think he's going to have a huge season. He knows Cleveland's not going to pay him now. He's got to prove it again, and I think he does prove it. And I think Cleveland's going to be the best team in their division, and I th- I would say that they're going to be in the AFC Championship game this year. Three, Buffalo Bills. Um, it was a battle to me between the Bills and the Ravens. Um, it was tough. I went with the Bills. Uh, obviously, love stuff. I think Stephon Diggs is. 1A, 1B, best wide receiver in football. Top three is tough for me because I have it Hopkins, Diggs, and Adams. Those three, are, are you can switch them out. It's 1A, 1B, 1C, in my opinion. I love Diggs. Um, I love their team. Um, I just think, I think you know, I, was a, I wasn't on Josh Allen's train, really. I'm, I'm, I'm not on it completely, but I do think he is a very good quarterback, and I think the Bills have a great roster. I do think they will be a contender for the Super Bowl. Outside looking in, Baltimore Ravens. Again, I think Lamar's going to have a massive year. He's going to get 40 to $45 million a year, I'm hearing. Um, I like their team. Their defense, obviously, very good. O-line, you know, well, you know, you lose you lose your tackle to the Chiefs. But I love their run game with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. I think Sammy Watkins stays healthy. He has a huge year. Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in football. I love their team. Fifth might surprise some people. It's not the Tennessee Titans. It's the Indianapolis Colts. I love their defense. I love their line. See, I was on the train of Carson Wentz being overrated. I did not think he was a top 10 quarterback. Now, I do not think he's a bottom five quarterback in the NFL either. I think he has a huge bounce back here. I think he wins comeback player of the year. He should be up for that, right? Well, he only played like three or four games. He should be up for that. If he's not, okay, whatever. I think he's going to have an unbelievable season. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. I think Pittman has a big year. I think T.Y. Hilton stays healthy. He's going to have a big year. I love the Colts. I'm taking the Colts over the Titans. I have the Colts as my fifth uh, for Super Bowl rankings in the AFC. So now we're going to get into my month-out picks for division winners. Um, 
So starting the NFC East, I got the Dallas Cowboys at one. Um, Cowboys don't have the toughest schedule, but it's not easy either. It's not easy at all. Mm. I'm going to say 10-7 and seven for the Cowboys or 11-6. and six. I'm going to say 10-7. and seven. I just don't think Fitzpatrick's going to be able to do it. I think the Redskins will be right there. I think the Cowboys won the division by a game or two. Um, so I got the Cowboys winning. I got the Redskins in second, clear. I think they go 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and eight. Then I got the Giants in, in third, probably about a 6- or 7-win team. And the Eagles, I think they maybe win four or five games this year. Uh, I think it'll be a, you know, a true rebuilding process now for the Eagles. Um, I do think Hurts will be okay. I don't think he's their franchise quarterback, though. NFC North, I got Green Bay winning by maybe a game. And this is so you could switch it around. I love the Vikings, man. I'm on the Vikings. Uh, I know one of my good friends, Carter, would love to hear that. But I'm on the Vikings. Um, I will take Green Bay to win this division by literally a game. Or maybe they'll even have the same record, but Green Bay will have the head-to-head or something. But I, I, I think this division's tight. Then it's a drop-off. Um, I think the Bears and the Lions, at most, one of those teams could win seven, but possibly only three, four, five range as well. But, yeah, it goes Green Bay, Minnesota. I got the Bears, then the Lions. Um, NFC South, Tampa Bay. I think they'll go like 13-4, and 14-3. They will probably they will be the number one seed in my opinion again, or not again. They will be the number one seed this year. Um, I got the Saints in second. I think if they play Jameis Winston, I think they're going to have a great season. I think they can get ten wins, maybe even eleven. Uh, Winston's got a good team around him, so I'm going the Saints in second. Um, I'm going Falcons in third. I think their offense is going to be very good. Like, I think they're going to score points, but they're going to give up a lot. So I'm thinking eight wins they could max out at, maybe nine, but probably around seven, eight. And then you got the Panthers still rebuilding. See, I think if Sam Darnold, if Sam Darnold can get six wins this year, I think that's really good for the Panthers. And uh, he's got a lot to prove. Uh, he's in the last year of his deal, I think, so he'll be a free agent next year. So we'll see what happens there. NFC West, I got the Rams winning the division, 11-12 win team, I believe. Uh, I think Matt Safford's going to be really good. This division's going to be tight. I have the Cardinals in second, actually. 10-11 win team, in my opinion. Uh, let's say Rams go 11-6, Cardinals go 10-7. I got the Seahawks at 9-8. and eight. This division's so, it's so tough for me because the Seahawks could end up in first and win 13 games easily. I got the 49ers going around 8-9, and 7-10, especially if Garoppolo's the quarterback, you know, early and, like, for a while. I don't think they're going to be as good. I know he did win a Super Bowl a couple years ago. They're not sold on him though, and I don't know how high his confidence are going to be. How high his confidence will be going into this season? AFC East, the Bills. I think they're a twelve-win team. Um, I think they'll win the East. I got the Patriots going nine, ten wins. Dolphins again. I like Tua. I'm not sold. They're an eight-nine win team. Maybe ten. Maybe they overdo. The, maybe they overtake the Patriots for a second. But I don't. I don't know how sold I am on Tua. Jets. I think they're a two-three win team. Um, Wilson's going to struggle. Obviously, I would have Fields going uh, two, and then Lance is my third, and then Wilson is my fourth. But, you know, yeah, I had the Jets two, three wins maybe. AFC North, I got the Browns, 12-1 team, 13-1 team in my opinion. They're going to be very good. I think Chiefs-Browns is week one too, so that's going to be a great one to start. Um, Ravens in second, 10-11-1 team. They'll, I think they, they'd probably be the number one wild card in my opinion. Um, Steelers do think they can get to 11 wins, 10 wins. I don't think they're that bad. They could, you know, the this uh, AFC North could get three teams in the playoffs easily, just like they did last year. And the Bengals at fourth, I think they'll still be 6-7. They'll be a tough out this year. 
Offense could be electric. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. I mean, has all the makings of being a very good offense. I worry about their defense, though. AFC South, Colts, 11-10, 10-11-win team. Uh, I think they're going to be very good this year. Um, Titans in second, 9-10-win team. I don't think they're too far behind in the record, record-wise record to the Colts. Um, just not sold on Tannehill still. I'm not sold on him. Um, I think he'll put up some numbers, but I don't know. We'll see. I got the Colts winning the division. Jaguars, I think they're a 6-7-win team. I think Lawrence is going to really, you know, he's going to do some work to start this year. And then Texans, 1-2 wins, maybe 0. Uh, that's how bad they are. Chiefs, they're going to walk away with the AFC West, 13-14 wins. Um, I do, it's going to be tough for the Chargers to get into the playoffs. I don't, because right now I would have it Chiefs 1, Browns 2, Bills 3, Colts 4, Ravens 5, Titans 6, Steelers 7. It's going to be, Chargers are going to need double-digit wins at least to get into the playoffs. Uh, I do have them around 9-10 win team. I think Herbert's going to be very good, but it's going to be tough to get in the playoffs in this AFC. It's deep, man. Both both divisions are very deep this year. It's going to be tough to get in to that wild card spot. Uh, Raiders in third, 7-8 wins. You know, their offense can be pretty. Defense is going to be ugly. Uh, Broncos, well, you didn't get Deshaun, obviously, because he's probably not playing this year. You know, even... Hey, sorry, guys, we're back. Got cut off by a phone call there. Uh, I know it was at the end. Broncos, like I said, didn't get Watson, didn't get Rodgers. Don't think it's going to be a good year for them. 6-7 win team. Yeah, I think they finished last in the AFC South. So, like I said, right now I'd have the Chiefs at 1, Browns 2, Bills 3, Colts 4, Ravens 5, Titans 6, Steelers 7, Chargers right there at 8. Um, Patriots right there at 8 as well. Uh, they'll battle. Like I said, deep. Um, NFC, I'd have it 1, Tampa, 2, Green Bay, 3, Rams, 4, Cowboys, 5 would be the Vikings, uh, 6 would be the Cardinals, and seven would be Saints Seahawks battling it out there. And the 49ers would be there too. Yeah. I think it's a little easier to get in the wild card in the NFC than is the AFC for sure. So a couple combat sports headlines. We'll just go through it quick. Start off with boxing. Uh Logan Paul, Anderson Silva are in talks to fight. Um I I don't understand Logan's view on this. Um I, you know, Anderson just boxed if you know a former world champion, a guy that is definitely a better boxer than Logan Paul and Chavez Jr. Even though he's at the you know at the end of his career, Anderson did work to him. Uh, I think Anderson, unless he just gets really too cocky and Logan hits him with a big right, I think Anderson easily beats Logan Paul. It's not really even close. Uh, Canelo and Caleb Plant negotiations have broke down, which is very upsetting for boxing fans. Uh, that would be a unified title fight. Plant said they offered everything and more to Canelo, and he turned it down. So now waiting on Canelo's response to Plant saying that. Uh, Joshua Is Joshua in a no-win scenario versus Usyk? No, I think Usyk is probably the fourth-best heavyweight in the world right now. You know, Andrew Ruiz has an argument for that, but I'd say Ruiz or Usyk right now would be my four. So I don't think it's a no-win scenario. I think you take out a top contender, um, and then you get Wilder Fury next. You get the winner of that if he wins that fight. Uh, Crawford or Terrence Bug Crawford will face Sean Porter next. Awesome fight. Crawford's been looking for a big name, a big time opponent. He gets it in Sean Porter. Cannot wait for that one. Uh, MMA, quick hitters. Uh, Dillashaw edges out Sandhagen via split decision victory. Uh, yet a lot of people scoring it different ways. I thought rounds one and three were for sure Dillashaw's. Two and four were Sandhagen's. And round five, I gave it to Dillashaw. Uh, I wouldn't have been mad either way. I thought you could have gave it to Sandhagen too. But I went Dillashaw in that fight. I had him winning 48-47. He obviously wins by split decision. Uh, he will get the next title fight for sure. Uh, Usman Covington 2, set for November 6, likely at MSG. It's about time. Been waiting for this. That leads into the next question. What is next for Leon Edwards? 
but you fought Nate Diaz. You're not going to fight Masvidal. You know, that's really not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that's a fight right now. Maybe he wants to just end that rivalry because I think he beats Masvidal. I, th- I would say Gilbert Burns, you know, see, I think what's crazy is if I think if Wonderboy would have beat Burns, it'd be Wonderboy Usman, and then you'd be getting Covington Edwards, in my opinion. Maybe you do Edwards and Burns. That could be a fight to happen for sure. Uh, Stipe upset with the UFC after being left out of title picture. He said, doesn't understand how Daniel Cormier was able to get so many shots and he got the immediate trilogy, but Stipe can't get the immediate trilogy. Kind of agree with him. Uh, I saw, I was listening to one of my MMA podcasts I listened to, and he said, you know, yeah, I get what Stipe's saying, but DC probably didn't deserve to get the immediate trilogy either. And that's correct. And I don't know if Stipe should either, especially after a violent knockout like that. I'm not saying Stipe needs to win a fight, but I think Stipe is going to have to wait for the winner of Lewis gone will fight. Lewis Gone will fight in Ganu because they will have the interim belt. They will fight in Ganu next. And then maybe Stipe, he could take a fight or he waits for the title fight. And then Jake Paul says Conor McGregor fight will happen. Okay, I'm gonna this is the last time I'm gonna talk about not the last time I'm talk about Jake Paul. Last time I talk about Jake Paul and Conor McGregor. Here's the reason why it's not gonna happen. First off, very interesting how all these fighters now are calling out Conor McGregor when he's on one leg. Very interesting to me. You, you didn't hear a lot of you didn't hear a lot of noise besides Poirier you know, when Connor was coming back with, you know, two legs, now all of a sudden, oh, I'll fight him. I'll fight him. Well, he's out till next April at least. The The best case scenario is April return. Most likely it will be June. Like, and all these guys are calling him out. Jake Paul, here's the reason why Connor doesn't need to fight. You can say I'm the money fight. Whatever. He just sold that whiskey business for $600 million that will be paid out over four years. He is still the chairman and face of the company that will pay him yearly as long as they want to. Dude, he's going to be a billionaire in two, three years. He doesn't need to fight you. He's trying to fight, you know, real fighters in his sport. He's also a 155-pounder. Yeah, he can fight at 170. He's a natural 155-er. You walk around at 205, 210 pounds. Are you a pussy? I'm sorry to use that language, but I don't care. Call some people out in your weight class. Even Woodley. Yeah, he's a big guy. What, he maybe walks around 195? He's a 170-er. He's 170 his entire career. Like I said, if Woodley beats Jake, Jake Paul, better hope he beats Woodley because if Woodley knocks him out, this all goes away. Everything goes away. One loss, this all goes away. Because of the person, and now he's trying to play Mr. Nice Guy. No, you're not. No one, no one, everyone sees your bullshit, dude. Come on. Everyone knows who you are. You got to win fights. Beat, beat Woodley and then beat another guy. Fight, fight somebody more legit than Woodley after this if you can beat Woodley. I don't think he beats Anderson Silva. And Anderson Silva's right around your weight class. He's 185er. You fight at 190. Anderson probably walks around 200 pounds, 205 pounds. All right, let's go. 190. That fight makes sense. Your brother, KSI, Austin McBroom. None of those lead you to Conor McGregor. All right. MMA, what's next? Okay, so I picked uh, six guys or six fighters. I did, you know, the five winners that I thought had the biggest win. And then I did Sandhagen, obviously, because he's still right there for the title. Um... For Brendan Allen, my, he's my number 15th ranked middleweight. Luke Rockhold, why not? Rockhold needs a fight. Nobody's willing to fight him. Rockhold, just get in there and fight Allen. If Rockhold can beat Allen, then he's Rockhold's right into the top 15. Now you're going to get a real opponent after that. And Brendan Allen's no joke. Brendan Allen, you beat Luke Rockhold. That's a massive name. Another one on there, Brad Tavares, who in my opinion is right outside my top 15. Because really everyone's booked at middleweight besides Jack Hermanson. I don't think they're going to do Allen versus Hermanson next. Hermanson's going to look, if it's not Rockhold because of the name, he's going to look for a guy around him or right above him. So Brad Tavares is a great fight. Uh, Adrian Yanez, what a fight that was. You know, he was getting beat up early on. I think, you know, Costa tired out. He was able to get the win. 
I don't know how fast I want to jump him. I half out of Sun Sal, who's on a three-fight losing streak. Maybe if he can beat a Sun Sal, you know he's for real. Nathaniel Woods there as well, who's coming off a win. So those are two great fights. Macy Barber, in my opinion, hers was the most questionable decision. I thought she lost. Most everybody thought she lost two rounds to one. She gets the win. Okay, I don't think she should be fighting anybody elite yet. I don't think she's ready for that. Montana De La Rosa will be a good one. Uh, or a rematch with Roxanne Modafari, who is supposed to fight. Um, oh, what's her name? Tatiana Suarez, who had to pull out again because she got injured. She's out for probably a year. Maybe a rematch with Roxanne Modafari. Uh, Darren Elkins, unbelievable, this guy. Was on a four-fight losing streak. He's now won two in a row since that. You just can't finish him. Uh, Billy Quarantillo, who's coming off a win, would be a fun one, a banger. Um, Lando Venata, another just straight-up banger. Like, let's just – Elkins said, I'm here. You know, I'm at 37. I want fun fights. You know – I know he, he knows he's not going to ever get to the title. He's probably not going to ever be a top 10 guy again. Let's do some fun ones. Well, Quarantillo and Venata, you can't get much more fun than that. Uh, Sandhagen, again, I do think he's only one fight away from the title still. Um, because you look at it, Peter and Aljo are going to fight. I think Yama will win that. He'll fight Dillashaw. I do think Dillashaw becomes champion. So Sandhagen, I have number one option is easy, Rob Font. Um, because I think if Rob Font beats Sandhagen, he's in, he's in line for the title after... You know, Sterling, Yon, and Dillashaw go through their thing. Or if, you know, Font's not, let's just say Font's not ready for some reason. Dominic Cruz is a fun one. Uh, I know Cruz is looking to fight guys above him in the rankings. I have Cruz at eight, Sandhagen at four. So that's a fun one. I obviously have Font at five. So there you go right there. TJ, easy. He's going to fight the winner. Uh, he said, you know, if they're not going to fight soon, I'll, uh, I'll fight somebody else. You know, if he were to fight somebody else, maybe a, maybe a Font or a Cruz fight as well. Or the winner of Aldo Munoz. Um... But I, hear, I think that fight's happening in October. So, you know, we're in late July, August, September. So, yeah, I think he'll wait October, November. He'll fight the winner of that fight in, you know, January or February, in my opinion, next year. I think he'll wait. But, I mean, maybe a guy like him doesn't want to wait. Maybe he'll take another fight. Uh, again, Cruz, Font, Aldo Munoz winner, uh, Garbrandt, if he stays at 135. A lot of, lot of options for him. So let's get into some NBA headlines and discussions. Let me take a drink real quick. Okay, so we'll team USA win gold. Lost game one of pool play uh, to France. France won a 16 to 2 run to end that game. 83 76 France. They beat Iran by 60 last night. They play Czech Republic next. They win that. They're automatically in. Uh, bracket play, uh, knockout stage. I think they're going to win gold. I think they're going to they're, they're win gold. I'm going to call it now. Is this the best USA team ever? No, but I think they're good enough to win gold. I do think USA wins the gold medal. I'll call it right now. USA will win the gold medal. Um, Luke going off for 48 in his first Olympic game. I think he plays tonight. I want to say he plays tonight against Spain, I think. So that's an interesting one. I went 48. I think they won by 30 against Argentina, which honestly was a surprise beatdown. Argentina is not bad. Um, so that was a surprise beatdown. But yeah, he goes for 48 in his first Olympic game. So Grizzlies have traded Jonas Valanciunas and pick 17 and 51 this year to New Orleans for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, picks 10 and 40 this year and a top and a 2022 top 10 protected Laker first rounder. So they're going to get that pick as well. Lakers will not be drafting the top 10. Um so for New Orleans, you clear up the big cap of Bledsoe and Adams. You get Valanciunas, who's on, I think, only $14, 15000000 million a year for this season. You still get pick 17 this year. You did have to get pick 10, but that's fine, and a future first. But now you clear up cap. You want to bring back Lonzo. You want to bring in Kyle Lowry. Obviously, we'll get to that. Now they've made moves to where they're going to be able to sign a big-time free agent. Uh, Pistons are not committed to Cade at one. 
They like Jalen Green and Mobley too. I don't understand this. Um, it, to me, it's just it's the gap between one and two in this draft is bigger than it was with Lamelo last year, and Lamelo didn't go one. I do think Cabe will end up going one, no matter if it's the Pistons picking or if Houston or Cleveland trades up. Uh, Pistons aren't listening to trades really. They turned down Shea and pick six for one because they said that they want to get one of the three at least. So they would be willing to do a deal with the Rockets or or Cleveland as long as they can make a significant offer. It's going to take, I'm saying the Rockets trade, it's going to take your first round. Obviously, it's going to be two. You're trading two, probably Christian Wood and Kevin Porter and a future first. And then for Cleveland, mm, I don't know, Sexton. I would say it'd have to be Sexton. Damn. Jeez. Sexton, I just don't. Cleveland. Maybe a Coro, and then you're going to have to do, obviously pick three and then two future first, I would say. I don't know if Cleveland's willing to do that. They're not really bold about moving up. They've moved down. They're not really huge on moving up, so I don't think they would do that. Rockets really want to move up to get Cade. Some guy said the Rockets are... You know, making offers to think they want Cade, so Detroit takes Cade, and then the Rockets get their guy in Mobley or Green. I hear they want Green. Um, Scotty Barnes, hearing could go as high as 3 Thursday night and probably will not fall anywhere after 7. He will be going as high as 3 to Cleveland or as low as 7 to Golden State. He will not go past there is what I'm hearing. Uh, Guy that's sliding the most I heard is Kuminga, which I'm surprised. In my mock draft, I still don't think he's going to fall. Yeah, I have him going seven, I think. I don't think he's going to fall that. You know, I don't think he falls outside the top ten for sure. I still have him going, you know, seven. But, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. DeRozan says he would thrive as the third star for the Lakers. Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. It's not necessarily the greatest fit alongside LeBron, but LeBron has really made it fit with anyone, in my opinion. So I don't think it's that bad. We'll see what happens. I have my predictions on free agency. I'm hearing that he's willing to take damn near close to the mid-level exception or maybe even a minimum to, for one year to win a title. Uh, three three realistic trade ideas for Washington and Bradley Beal. So I'm just going off some guys that have, you know, they've been, you know, Bradley Beal's been rumored to ask for a trade. McCollum could get out of Portland and possibly call Anthony Towns out of Minnesota. So Beal, Golden State trades James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Eric Paschel, picks 7-14 and 14 this year for Bradley Beal and Thomas Bryant. Golden State, you get your third star. Um, where is Washington picking out this year? That's a good question. I don't even – are they picking? They pick, oh, I guess they made the playoffs, didn't they? So they pick at 15. So you'd add 7-14. and You basically have three lottery picks, three top 15 picks if you did this trade. Uh, you get a very good young center in Wiseman. I got Poole, who really improved. Paschel's a good young player. And you get Wiggins, who I thought had a really good season last year. That's not a bad haul. Uh, Boston, they're probably trading the best player to get him. Uh, Boston trades Jalen Brown, Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Nesmith, and a 2022 and 2024 unprotected first-rounder for Bradley Beal. Um, my opinion, uh, this would be the best ideal start for a rebuild for the Wizards. You don't get the picks, I think, that Golden State can offer. But you do get Jalen Brown to start off your rebuild, who's a very young young star. Atlanta, um, they probably need three picks. Even though you're trading, you're trading Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and probably 2022, 2024, and 2026 for Brad Beal. Um, I'd say the best trade is Golden State because I think you get a really good mix of already good youth players and potential good youth players in the picks. Then I'd say Boston's a second because you get Jalen Brown. And then Atlanta would be third. You do get, you know, 
DeAndre Hunter, I think, is going to be a really good player. Can you max out Cam Reddish's potential? And Bogdanovich really is to make the contracts match. And, you know, he's not he's still not a bad player, very good player. And then you get three first-rounders. And who knows how good Atlanta will be later on. Uh, CJ McCollum. Um, so we've heard the rumors about Brandon Ingram possibly going out of New Orleans. So I did New Orleans first. Brandon Ingram and Nikhil Alexander-Walker for CJ McCollum's. And Portland throws in a 2022 top three protected first-rounder. So Portland would get Brandon Ingram, a different star next to Dame, and Alexander Walker. Pelicans would get C.J. McCollum, and they would get a first-round pick in 2022 from Portland because I think Ingram is going to be slightly more valuable in trades than McCollum because of the age. Um, Atlanta, and this again, Kevin Hoiter, Danilo Gallinari, Chris Dunn, and a top tw- and a top 10 protected 2023 first-rounder for C.J. McCollum. Um, you know, again, Portland, you add a, a good shooter like Hoiter, uh, Gallinari, really good role player. Chris Dunn can be your backup guard, good defensive player, and you get a pick. And Atlanta gets a really, you know, a legit ball handler, in my opinion, next to Trey Young. Uh, Dallas, this one I think is the least likely of happening for sure, but maybe. Christoph Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, Josh Green, Maxi Kleber, and a 2024 unprotected pick for CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic. You know, Portland could just say, hey, we're going all on offense. Can we? Maybe we can fix Porzingis. Jalen Brunson, really good backup point guard to Dame. Josh Green, ton of potential. Kleber can play the stretch four and stretch five, and you get a first-round pick. Yeah, you lose Nurkic and McCollum. This is Dallas going all in, though, trying to form a mini big three of Lucas, CJ, and Nurkic. So, you know, I think that one's the least likely of happening, though, for sure. Uh, Carnathy Towns, Phoenix. I know people are going to call me crazy here. DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, Jalen Smith, Dario Saric, and a 2023 and 2025 unprotected first-round pick for Carl Anthony Towns. Him and Devin Booker, great friends. They've always talked about playing together. I know Aiton just had an unbelievable season, but man, could you imagine Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Cat? Because in my opinion, the Suns, if teams are fully healthy, and I understand this isn't a, this isn't a foregone conclusion, the Suns are not a top three team in my opinion. Maybe number three. They're not better than the Clippers or the Lakers, though, when teams are fully healthy. They might be better than Golden State and Denver. To win a title, I think they would need to upgrade, in my opinion. And Carlton Towns is an upgraded center. I know Aiton's, you know, very, very good, but I think Cat is the third best center. And then, in my opinion, there's a gap from three to four. I think it'd be a great trade for both teams. Uh, you know, Minnesota kicking off the rebuild, probably move D'Angelo Russell. We'll get into that maybe in the next podcast about ideas for D'Angelo Russell moving. Uh, Memphis, they trade Jaron Jackson Jr., Stephen Adams, Desmond Bain, Jonte Porter, pick 10 this year, and an unprotected first-rounder for Carlton Towns. You go get a legit second star to run with John Morant, in my opinion. That would be unreal for Memphis. They have so many young assets. They're so deep. They can make these moves. These moves are easy for them to make because they have so many young players. Um, Atlanta, again, you know, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, Cam Reddish, and a lottery-protected 2022 first-rounder via OKC and a 2024 top-three-protected first-rounder for Conathy Towns. Atlanta goes and gets their legit second star to play with Trey Young. Um, yeah, so those are the trade ideas for those guys. We're going to get into free agency now. Predictions. Here we go. We're going to start with Kawhi Leonard. No doubt, in my opinion, he returns to the Clippers. Okay. I think he's going to – I don't know how long of a deal it's going to be. There's rumors he wants a one plus one just to be able to opt out next year when it's a big-time deal. Maybe – and there's rumors he wants four or five years just to be locked down and have that security at, you know, 32 years old, I think, or 33. He might want that security. Two other possible destinations, in my opinion, are the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat. I know people are going to say, where are the Knicks? If Kawhi's going to leave the Clippers, it's going to be a team that he knows can definitely still get to a title and can rival the, you know, could rival the Clippers 
the Knicks aren't there yet, in my opinion. They would need two stars, you know, to uh, bring in Kawhi. Like, it would be kind of like a Paul George trading for Paul George. He'd need to say, hey, I know you have Julius Randle. Make a deal for Brad Beal. Make a deal for Chris Paul. Something like that. Um, so, yeah, that's why I left the Knicks off. Mavericks, obviously, they went to seven with the Clippers. Um, him and Luka would be unbelievable. Miami was just in the title a year a year ago. Him, Jimmy, and Bam is an unreal big three. Obviously, these would be signing trades because you'd have to move Kristaps and you'd have to move like Hero and bigger contracts in in uh, Miami. Chris Paul, no doubt, stays with the Suns. Um, I don't see a reason to leave. The other two destinations would be the Knicks and the Clippers because I don't, can't really think of any other team. You know, the Knicks would be if they just offer an absurd amount of money more than the Suns. And the Lakers would be, it'd have to be a sign and trade sending Schroeder to Phoenix and bringing in Chris Paul. Don't see that happening either. Well, you know, the Suns might not want to help out with that. But, you know, if Chris Paul's going to leave, then you probably want to get something for him. But like I said, I think the Suns easily. I think it's him and Kawhi are for sure staying. I think Chris Paul is 100% staying with the Suns. Kawhi's like 99.5% staying with the Clippers. John Collins. I have him moving. This could possibly be a sign and trade. I have Collins moving to the Bulls in a sign and trade for marketing. Marketing going to the Hawks. So let's get into marketing. I have him going to the Hawks in this sign and trade, like I said. Obviously, the Bulls would still be a front run, uh, still be a contender to sign him. I also have the Oklahoma City Thunder, who have some max money now to possibly sign him. Uh, for John Collins, the Hawks, obviously. And then maybe another sign and trade to Dallas for Kristaps. He goes to Dallas, play with Luka. Kristaps uh, goes to the Hawks. DeMar DeRozan. I think he signs on the minimum for one of these three teams, Lakers, Mavericks, Warriors. I think he signs one year to win a title. I have him going to the Lakers. Obviously, Mavericks and Warriors, the two other possible ones. Uh, Kyle Lowry. I think he goes to the Pelicans. Um, I think, you know, they made the move now. They have cap. They're going to want to sign him. I think he gets a two-year big-time deal. I'm going to say like two years, $60 million, two years, $58 million to sign with the Pelicans and hopefully, you know, can lead them to the playoffs next year. Two other possible ones to look at, Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, they have to move Chris off to make money. A legit ball handler and creator next to Luka. Or the Knicks, if he's looking, I've heard that he's just looking for money. The Knicks can offer him a lot of money this year. <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> so, yeah, the Knicks and the Mavericks. Pelicans, I think Pelicans and Knicks can just offer him whatever they want. Mavericks would have to move Kristaps, I think, potentially. Um, Mike Conley. I think he stays with the Jazz because I think he's going to want to try to win a title and they're going to want to run that back. And Two other options, though. Knicks and the Bulls can throw money at him. So I could see one of those teams going after Mike Conley. Bulls would love to get a point guard, a legit really good point guard. I know they're not – I heard they're not completely sold on Kobe White, which is crazy to me, but I'm guessing they'd move Kobe White to bring in Mike Conley. Um, unless they're going to bring Kobe White off the bench. Um, but, yeah, one of those two. I do think he stays with the Jazz, though. Lonzo, I think he goes to the Knicks. I've heard a lot of people saying uh, Bulls and Raptors. Um, you know, it is possible to go to the Raptors. They could do, They could easily just do a sign-and-trade swap here. Lowry signs with the Raptors. Lonzo signs with the Pelicans, and they swap, They just swap them. And Lonzo goes to the Raptors and Lowry to the Pelicans. That could easily happen. Uh, two other possible des- or the other possible destination for me would be the but would be the Bulls, run him next to Levine. But I'm I'm gonna say he goes to the Knicks. I really think he goes to the Knicks here. 
And here's what I'm going to say. A lot of these veterans that are improvement years that I have, a Drummond, uh, a guy that I have coming up, um, Oladipo, uh, Dimwitty, I think they're going to bet on themselves and sign smaller deals with contending teams and prove that they still have it. Oladipo, I think, resigns with the Heat on a smaller deal. Not saying it'll be completely the minimum, but it might be like the mid-level exception to stay in Miami and prove that he's still that guy if he can be healthy. Other options would be the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. You know, sign with the Nuggets for the mid-level exception for a year. Try to win a title with them. Grizzlies could use a, a legit creating number two, like a two a two guard in Oladipo. Uh, Jared Allen, I think he stays with the Cavs. Two other possible ones would be the Mavericks and the Celtics. The Celtics would obviously have to, if it was a sign-and-trade and he goes to the Celtics, they'd send Al Horford to Cleveland and a plethora of picks and probably another young player. You know, but I think he stays in Cleveland. Could really depend on if Cleveland takes Mobley or not and if they want to run Mobley at the four or do they want to run Mobley at the five and then they trade Jared Allen. Uh, Lloyd Markin, like I said, we got him in the Atlanta Hawks. Norman Powell, I think he stays in Portland. I think Portland gives him a four-year deal. Uh, another team that's there, though, Dallas. Uh, Hardaway Jr. is not on this list. I do think Dallas will bring Hardaway Jr. back. That's why I'm saying they'll have to do the signing trades to get guys because they'll have to move Kristaps contract because Hardaway Jr. is going to get money. I think Norman Powell stays in uh, Portland, though. Mavericks and Pelicans are two other teams I've heard, um, but I do think he stays in Portland, especially the trades you made to get him. You traded Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. I think you're going to keep him. Dimwitty, again, a guy I think that's either going to go He's going to go Lakers, Clippers, or Nets. I think he's going to go to one of the big teams, minimum deal, win a title. I heard he wants to be in L.A., so it's going to come down to Lakers or Clippers. I'm going Lakers, obviously. I'm, I've heard he's a bit, he was a big Laker fan growing up. Um, I think him coming in, he could, you know, if we obviously lose Schroeder. If we bring in Dimwitty, um, I really think, man, uh, he's a guy that can create next to LeBron, handle the ball, and he can shoot. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. I'm going to say it ends up being a sign and trade, though. Schroeder goes to the Nets for Dimwitty. It's going to be Dimwitty coming to the Lakers, Schroeder to the Nets, as in my opinion. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Lakers, obviously, a destination. If the Lakers can't do anything, they'll probably re-sign Schroeder, who I don't think is a bad player. I do think that it maybe even another year with LeBron and AD, I think he can be better. He just wasn't up to par this year. Uh, the Bulls. I think they're going to really look for a point guard. I don't understand. Again, I don't understand why they're not sold on Kobe White, but I think Dennis Schroeder could go to the Bulls as well. Drummond, minimum deal somewhere. He's going to look to try to be on a, be on a winning team for a full season and prove he can still be that 15-15 and 15 guy. So I, I'm going to say he goes to the Celtics, but the Lakers and Nets will have a say in that as well. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., I don't think he leaves. Uh, Raptors will keep him for sure. Two other possible destinations – you know, the Thunder and Rockets are going to have a lot of money. I could see them throwing a lot of money at Gary Trent. Maybe maybe they don't want to match, but I think he stays in Toronto. So here we go. My final mock draft. So as we know, it didn't update it in this thing. I did a, I did pick it for the Grizzlies, um, and I picked for the Pelicans at 17 and at 10. Grizzlies now have 10, of course. At 1, Cade Cunningham. He's staying in Detroit. Uh, it's, he's going to Detroit. It's not even a debate, in my opinion. They they would be a travesty if they don't pick him. At two, I got the Rockets taking Jalen Green. Heard they love him, um, and I don't. I think that'll stay. I think the top four is going to be pretty much the same. I don't think it'll change by tomorrow night. Evan Mobley to the Cavs at three. You know who knows what they want to do? Jared Allen. Who knows if they want to play them both the four and the five? I think that'd be very interesting. Uh, Suggs to the Raptors. They're going to probably need a point guard, especially if they lose Lowry and don't get one. Suggs can also play the two. 
Uh, he's going to Toronto. At uh, five, I got Scotty Barnes going here to the Magic. Again, this is off what I'm hearing. They love him. They want to run him and Isaac at the 3-4. Um, they got Quanthe at the 1, Wendell Carter at the 2, or at the 5. Uh, Isaac at the 4-3, and Barnes at 4-3. Uh, Book Knight, they want to run Shea at point guard. Book Knight comes in as the 2 guard next to Shea. Love that. This ride Kaminga stopping. Golden State, if they keep their picks, they will draft Kaminga. First off, I think he'll still have a lot of value if you pick him. Um... And I think they're just going to take the best player available, and I think he is the best player available. Uh, Magic are back up. Moody. So now you have a lineup next year of Cole Anthony, Moses Moody, Scotty Barnes, Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter. That's a great future. At nine, Kings. I got them picking Franz Wagner. They need a small forward. They're probably going to try to get off the Barnes contract if they can. Bring in a small forward. You got your one, two, three now of, you know, Fox, Halberton, Wagner. Um, Memphis again. Uh Thought about Kispert here, but I'm going with the ball handler because I think Josh Giddy is going to be unbelievable. 6'8 guard. He can play the point and the two. Again, a guy I think you can groom in a year or two. He can be the guy that can run next to Jaw to take the pressure off Jaw without having to handle the ball so much. Pelicans, I got, or the Hornets, I got them going. Davion Mitchell. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, maybe Corey Kispert here for some shooting. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going. I would have probably went Giddy here. If I didn't think that Memphis would take him, but I think Mitchell goes here. Him and Lamelo running next to each other would be tremendous. Um, Spurs, I got them taking Keon Johnson. You know, I know they have Derek White. I don't think they're sold on Lonnie Walker, so I think you could take uh, Keon Johnson to be back up for Derek White and let him learn under Derek White. Pacers are, in my opinion, a very good spot because their starting five is pretty set: Brogdon, Lavert, Warren. Sabonis, Turner. If they're all healthy, that's a great team. I think they take a guy that can come in and play right away, and that's Corey Kispert, who can just come in and be your knockdown shooter, and he's you know, he played three four years in college. He can come in and fit him right away. Golden State, I got them taking Jalen Johnson, who obviously didn't, he didn't take a ton of threes, but he was a very good shooter when he did. I think Golden State, they'll tap into that, and he's going to light him up. And, you know, they get Jonathan Kaminga at four, uh, playing the four, and they got Jalen Johnson at the three. Uh, Wizards, I think they take Sharif Cooper here at 15. You know, could have gone higher with him. I really thought about it. Uh, just not a lot of teams needing point guards in you know, early. I don't think the Magic are going to take a point guard. You know, maybe the the Thunder, but I heard they really love Book Knight. Um, King's not taking a guard. You know, the Grizzlies really want a two guard, not a point guard. New Orleans probably not taking a point. San Antonio, maybe. DeJounte Murray could get moved at some point. You never know. Maybe Indiana, but I like this fit. Learn behind Russ if he's still there. So I think that's a great fit for Sharif Cooper. At 16, Thunder back on the clock. I have them taking Alperin Sengun, the center from Turkey. You know, So now you get Book Knight, and now you get a center in Sengun. Love that for the Thunder. I love their draft that I've had for them. And if, they go this, if this happens for them, I think it's fantastic. Uh, Jaden Springer going to the Pelicans. Uh, point guard, you know, even if they bring in Lowry, Springer can learn under Lowry for a year or two and then take over the reins. You know, freshman, very raw talent, but I think he can be a very good player. Thunder, taking a guy I think can go higher in this draft based on potential. Kai Jones from Texas, power forward. So now you got your center for the future, your power forward for the future, and your two guard for the future. I love their I love their picks here that I've had for them. Um, Kai, uber athletic, raw talent, I think has a very high ceiling. Love this pick for the Thunder. 19, the Knicks. I have them going Jared Butler. 
Um, a ready now guard. They need a point guard. I don't think Derrick Rose is coming back. I uh, don't think Alfred Payton comes back. Maybe not even Frank Frankie Nicotine. Um, yeah, Jerry Butler, I think, is a guy that's going to be able to play next year. Three years in college, was unreal at Baylor. Good defender, can score at all three levels. I don't know if the upside's as high as some other guards, but the Knicks are looking to win now, so I think it's a great pick. Use one of your – you know, maybe use one of your other – you have the 21. I have them using that on a, a prospect and a guy they, can, they need to mold. I think Butler can play immediately. Uh, the Hawks, again, I think they're so deep with talent. I think they take Isaiah Jackson here, the power forward. Could play center as well, small ball. He could, unreal shot blocker. Very raw talent with an extremely high ceiling, again, in my opinion. Um, love this pick for the Hawks. Knicks back up at 21. This is where I have them taking a guy they can mold. Zaire Williams. Don't think he's going to be ready to play next year, but definitely a guy you can mold into something. Unbelievable upside. Uh, love this pick for the Knicks. Lakers. I have them going point guard to Sean Highland, who, in my opinion, may have helped himself more than anybody at the Combine. Can shoot it. Can score at all three levels. Defense got to get better for sure, but he's a leader. He was a leader at VCU. Uh, you know, the coach saying very vocal, come in, handle the ball. I think he, you know, definitely not start right away, but I definitely think he can be in the rotation next year. Uh, Rockets back to back. I haven't taken Usman Garubo. The Rockets are in a long rebuild and they know it. Take prospects, guys that you hope can, you can max out the potential of high ceilings. I think Garuba has a high ceiling and I, I really think he could go higher. Um, so they'd be lucky to have him here at 23. Uh, and I haven't taken point guard Trey Mann, again, a sophomore from Florida, a lot of upside in my opinion. They're not ready. The Rockets are not ready to win now. They're preparing for two, three years down the road. So get guys that you think have high potential. Clippers, I have them taking Io DeSumo. Says he's a shooting guard. He'll play, he can play point guard. They need a point guard and great floor general. Um, can score. Uh, plays hard. G- guy just loves ball. Um, so yeah, Io DeSumo to the Clippers at 25. 26, Trey Murphy to the Nuggets. Murphy, going to be ready. Uh, come from Virginia. You're ready to play basketball. He can shoot it. He can play defense. He's long. They need a, they need a two guard, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, Trey Murphy here. Nets again, a team that's you know with the twenty seventh pick, they're not going to get a guy that's going to come you know you know plug in immediately. Isaiah Todd, kind of the forgotten guy, the G League night team. I think he has so much upside. I think the Nets take him and hopefully mold him into a really good player. Sixers bucket getter Cameron Thomas, a guy that will get you a bucket when you need it. Don't know if he's going to be ready to play. Year one, the defense is an issue, but he is a bucket getter. The Suns, I've been picking Josh Christopher out of Arizona State, so he stays in Arizona. Again, a guy that didn't have the best year, you know, that he hoped to have at Arizona State. I still think there's so much upside there, though, and I think the Suns, you know, have this at 29. They're a team that's going to bring in vets anyway to fill out their the rest of their uh, rotation, so he's going to be a guy that can learn under D-book and really high upside. Uh, Jazz, I've been taking JT Thor, a guy that I think could go a lot higher in this draft. Ton of upside, well from all, ton of upside as well from Auburn. Um, love this guy's game. Very raw, but dude, the ceiling is so high, and I think he could learn a lot being with Utah and that veteran team. So yeah, that is my mock draft. Um, I'll be back Friday or Saturday. Uh, the draft's tomorrow. Tune in. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome. This is a very, in my opinion, very guard heavy. But it's a very deep draft. Even the second round is going to be interesting. A lot of guys, you know, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I didn't even say. So, I mean, you got a lot of guys here. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll see you Friday or Saturday. Peace.